Hi, and welcome to the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and one of the founders of Einblick Consulting. Our goal is to share inspirational stories, tips, and insights from B2B marketers, digital entrepreneurs, and industry experts that will help you to think differently, succeed, and scale your business. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and today I have a special guest on the show, that I've had the pleasure of meeting through a growing and very dynamic online community called RevGenius. And we, of course, have also been corresponding on LinkedIn. He's a passionate entrepreneur, a talented B2B sales professional, and believe me when I say he puts the P in perseverance. Okay, so drum roll, please. Mr. Marcus Chan, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm happy to be here. That was a legit drum. That was a right? That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, my, my friend, I'm going to get a gong for you next time. All right. Yeah. But, um, but, but in the meantime, a drum roll will have to do. So, um, dude, it, it is so great to have you on the show. It's my absolute pleasure, man. I'm excited to, uh, to be here. Fantastic. So um, let's get this party started. And, uh, you know, just give us a little bit of background. You know, tell us about yourself. Yeah, man, absolutely, right? So I'm, I'm based out here in Portland, Oregon, on the, the west coast of the United States. So, uh, you know, uh, I've been in uh, B2B sales for 14-plus years, right? So I actually started at the very bottom, uh, outside B2B, building a startup from ground, from ground zero. I uh, was really fortunate, did quite well, you know, rose the ranks pretty quickly, uh, got promoted multiple times, you know, to the point of uh, leaving that company to go somewhere else in which uh, I was at the last company for nine years, and right. uh, had a lot of success there as well to the point of uh, I was running a sales org of about 100, 100 empl- uh, plus employees doing uh, multiple nine figures a year in revenue. So a lot of fun. And then uh, from that point, I uh, decided to leave corporate America and start my own business. So now I'm a founder of Bentley Consulting Group and I work directly with B2B sales professionals to help them sell more and earn more without needing years of experience. And I've just uh, come up on my one year anniversary and it's been an absolutely incredible journey so far. Boom. That is quite an incredible background you got there, man. And, you know, you've undoubtedly gained so much in terms of experience and, you know, built up quite the network over the years. Um, let me ask you, Marcus, like, was there any particular reason why you went into B2B sales? You know, that's such a great question, right? And I think yeah. I, I, I essentially stumbled upon it. And I remember, mm-hmm. you know, when I graduated in 2007 from University of Oregon, and I was really fortunate to the point of the economy hadn't quite tanked yet. And, you know, right. there's still a good amount of job opportunities out there. And I went to, you know, the, the university job fair. And I, I mean, I treated getting my, my next job or my job, you know, if you will, after college, mm-hmm. like it was my job. So I went after pretty hard. And uh, I ended up getting five job offers before I graduated. So I was really lucky in that. Wow. <laughs> and, and they were a mixture of roles, right? So I had some of those like insurance sales, some of those financial services, some was working in banks. And this opportunity, uh, my first opportunity was for B2B sales, but I didn't see it as B2B sales. I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to go to B2B sales. That wasn't what I was thinking. Mm. What, what it was was uh, I had interned at that company before for two years, loved it, and they had a startup division that was B2B sales in which really the vision was going out there and building something from scratch. It was a brand new startup division. The director was my former area manager when I was on the other part of the business. Mm-hmm. He painted the vision for me saying, hey, listen, come work for me. You know, and we're going to build something from scratch. We're going to build operations. It's really ground zero. You can be part of something absolutely great. And to me, that was really appealing. And what's interesting is there's also the lowest paying offer. So the base salary is 29500 And 
the range of job offers I had was up to 60,000 US. So I'm like, I remember taking that $29,500 job offer and my parents were like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I told my parents, I'm like, hey, listen, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and build this, build this this startup. And they're like, so you're going to go do what exactly? I'm like, well, I'm going to go and like, I'm going to get new clients. Like, well, what does that mean? Like, I'm like, well, I'm going to, you know, do, you know, you know, make calls and knock on doors. Like, oh, so cold calling. Like, yeah, they're like cold call. Like, they're like, like businesses. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they're like, oh, that's really hard. That was a bad decision. You shouldn't do this. <laughs> and they oh. were very, very much against it, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. you know, given, you know, our ethnicity and background, right? I mean, my parents wanted me to be a doctor, engineer, or lawyer, or an accountant. And now yeah. I'm going to go and knock on doors with the lowest base salary. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> they, they, it was almost like I was like just honoring the family, being the only son, right? So, right. That's when, you know, when I dove into it, that was my first taste, my first start in the B2B sales. And um, and frankly, to be completely transparent, I straight sucked when I started. <laughs> I mean, I was mm. the worst rep on the team and the company. I was underperforming very quickly. I was underperforming, not not getting any results. And I thought about quitting many times, right? Because I was like, B2B sales is not for me. This is like, you know, I went to school. I got a marketing degree. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, like maybe I should have taken those other bank jobs. Maybe I should have went into marketing. Maybe I should have done something else. This is not for me. And, you know, uh, you know, fortunately, over a period of time, I was able to figure out how to be successful. And I launched my career to get, you know, promoted 10 times in 10 years and build these startups and do millions of revenue as a result. But I never actually wanted to be B2B sales. It was more about the legacy of building a startup. That's what attracted me to that role. And B2B yeah. sales just happened to be the vehicle to get there. Wow. Uh, I mean, first of all, thanks for sharing that. But like, man, those are those are some humble beginnings you've got there. And I mean, good for you for you, you know, and, and that's why I, that's why I said at the beginning of this discussion, you know, like P and the capital P and perseverance, right? So uh, and, and congratulations also for the one year anniversary of your company. I mean, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Right. So tell us a little bit about, you know, something that you're currently working on that, you know, that's gotten you really like excited and and, and motivated. And, you know, that's kind of like uh, stating the obvious, because man, like, you know, from the way that you're answering the questions, you're clearly a very positively charged individual. But what, what are you currently working on? That's like really got you pumped? Yeah, so I got, I got a couple of things. I, I always got irons in the fire. I mean, <laughs> you got to right. So yes. I, I got two things that I'm 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 working on. Uh, some stuff's already kind of partially launched. I'm you know I'm excited about yeah. stuff. I haven't I've already mapped it, but I haven't built out yet, which I'm excited about. So the first thing is um, so one thing is you know yeah I've been really fortunate. I have built up a nice audience on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, on Facebook and Instagram, and I, it's you know I'm really fortunate. I, I get a lot of uh, DMs and questions about different you know how do how do I do this? How do I do a lot of sales questions? And and people right. really struggle. People people like BB sales professionals need help. A lot of them do. Most companies do not provide the proper training that's actually effective and it works in times like today or really in general. So yeah. I got a lot of questions. So I decided a, a few weeks back. I'm like, you know what? Like, what if there's a way I could scale answering questions? And I thought to myself, like, hmm, I mean, obviously I can just respond to people. I can write blog posts or whatever. I'm like, yeah. but you know what, though? Like, you know what? I really want to take advantage of video. So I created a new series called Coffee and Questions with Chan. Oh, and yes. essentially, I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so cool. I, I just officially yeah. launched it this past week. So hmm. I literally have like, I have, a, I have a, a lot of questions in my OneNote from different, you know, different, uh, you know, really random people. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've been de- taking these questions and answering them directly on video. 
in these one to two minute clips, video clips. Mm. So that way, and I'll, uh, I've been sharing them now uh, on my on my uh, LinkedIn, um, mm. all my social media feeds, uh, on my blog, and I've been dropping these these like one to two minute video clips where I answer specifically that question. So, for example, one of the questions was like questions I had this past week was how do I present how do I best present a quote to a prospect. Mm. which I never thought that'd be a question, but of course, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a great question. Boom. So that was a video I did. So um, in, uh, so far, it's I received a ton of amazing feedback so far. And of course, so I'm going to keep doing that. So every, every week, I'll be dropping two videos, answering specific questions that anybody has about sales, and uh, which I'm pretty excited about. That's the first thing I'm pumped about because I think it's going to really right. help people. Because my goal is this. People watch that video in the morning. They're drinking their coffee with me, if you will. They watch and say, ah, I'm going to do this today. Yeah, and get a result from there. That's my goal, right? right? One, ta- no fluff, st- straight, tactical, actionable tip. They can go get results. And that's really important. And the, the other reason I did this as well is, out, you know, on LinkedIn, there's many like quote unquote influencers in sales, and you know these mm. gurus, etc. You know, yeah. it's mm. amazing how many of them have never actually done the job successfully. Maybe they were average at best, right? You know, maybe they were only trained people. They never actually did the job. Right. But when you have carried the bag, when you've done the job, you start learning things about sales psychology, human psychology, and ability to influence and persuade at a different level. So you can tell pretty quickly based on people post and what they talk about. So I'm like, so that's why on LinkedIn, all my posts are very direct and tactical. So people actually know this can help them. Right. So they see a lot of value in that. So that's my first series that I'm really, really pumped about. So. Mm-hmm. I should pause for a second in case you have any questions on that before I jump in. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, no, that was definitely incredible. And uh, thanks so much for sharing that. But, you, you know, you brought up something that was really, I thought it was inc- really like uh, an incredible insight. Because um, why are these videos working or why are they so effective, these these so-called virtual coffee chats? Because you're it's user-generated content, right? That's right. You're responding uh, you're responding to questions that people are asking you online. So, you know, obviously it's going to resonate with them because, you know, they're, they're, they're dropping you these questions and you're doing your best to, to answer them. Right. So and and, and I, I have no doubt in my mind that that's going to be probably a, a successful series that you, that you can continue for years to come. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that, too. Right. It's, it's really, mm-hmm. really going to help a lot of people. It, it, re- it really yes. is. You know, it's um, and um, and this, I mean, at, at the end of the day, uh, the reason I do what I do is is to help, right? To, to yep. build a legacy, to influence and help people and to help them achieve things that they never thought possible, right? I mean, yeah. that's what I believe. It's one of the things where I am super biased, but I mm-hmm. believe being in sales is one of the greatest careers you can be in, right? Whether you do it for a short time or whatever, because it only helps you in every other aspect. Like I, I yeah. think about, and I'm sure we'll get to this point eventually, but I think yes. about um, some of the uh, best marketers I know, Mm-hmm. The majority of them did some sort of sales rotation, <laughs> like oh, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know the, yeah. the best salespeople did some sort of marketing rotation, right? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's yeah. it's That's so right. vital. It's so vital. Yeah. You know, I mean, you definitely you definitely hit the nail on the head there, Marcus. Because I mean, like you know, I I think of myself as a you know, I'm 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 the branding guy, but I'm also a marketer. But before all of that, I was a salesman, right? Right. right. So I did I I was on the other side of the spectrum at one point, and even though I was in marketing. I also had to go um, into the field with the salespeople to understand what they're going through, the process, the objections they're getting from the customers and so forth. But we're going to get to that in a second. 
So, so check this out. So my, my plan is I'll probably, uh, probably in the next, uh, 12, 14 months, I'm gonna write a book, right? I'm gonna do, a bo- I'm gonna write a book in the next 14 months. Um, mm. but what I'm gonna do first is I'm actually gonna test a concept out. I want to test the concepts out to make sure they really resonate with the audience. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I get a lot of questions from like, you know, people, people don't, don't always understand, like they, they kind of think you have to have a lot of experience to be great at sales or you need yeah. to grind, grind it out to build a territory up, which is true. You got to put the work in. Um, but in 2011, I made a transition, right? So I was having a lot of success and I decided to make a transition to a whole new company, completely new industry. Um, it took a, took a big pay cut, took a big pay cut and it was an outside sales role. And the reason I did that, I did that jump was because I saw the potential this other company could create for me three to four or five years down the road. I knew I wouldn't see it immediately. So Mm -hmm. I I took a pay cut at a $43,000 base salary. I was an outside hunting sales role. Uh, it's brand new B2B sales role, zero pipeline, underperforming mm-hmm. territory. No one had hit any type of awards like President's Club or any award for years. Mm-hmm. And people didn't believe it was possible, right? So yeah. um, in my first year in that role, I made $125,000. I made $82,000 in commission to bonuses. And, uh, you know, and, and people, most people are like, I don't know how you did that. Like, did you close one big deal? No, no, no. I closed a lot of deals. Right, but nothing really crazy. So what I'm actually doing right now, and I, I kind of soft tested the concept. I checked with you know, I checked with uh, you know my Facebook group, see if they'd be interested in this concept of me doing a boot camp teaching these principles because mm. I, I really tied down eight core principles that allowed me to achieve these type of results. Right, and the principles right. that anyone can apply to get the results they, they want to get as well, whether they're brand new, zero experience, with zero pipeline. So. Mm. Uh, the eight principles are, are really simple, right? So um, mm-hmm. there's number one, the four stages of reps and how to achieve peak performance. The mm-hmm. perfect, uh, number two, the perfect non-salesy sales process. Number three, the toddler principle to accelerate results. Number four, the perfect income producing routine. Number five, how to reverse engineer your sales process to double conversions. Number six, how to use tough economic times as a method to increase sales ethically. Uh, number uh, number seven, I may have, may have miscounted. Uh, Whatever number this one is, how to use the belief pyramid to build massive sales confidence. And the last one, how to use a skill effort scale to ensure you do not become stagnant in income and skills. So, uh, so wow. I'm, I'm going to do a boot, camp, a boot camp training first, test out those, make sure uh, I vet out how I communicate and illustrate these concepts and teach it. And then, of course, I'm going to take, take all of that and I'm going to build it into a book and write that book based off that assuming it's uh, you know an absolute knockout knockout of the park uh, boot camp. So that's what the number two project I'm very excited about. Wow, I mean, <clears throat> you you were so pumped talking about it that you got me pumped just <laughs> listening to you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just back to what I was saying earlier. I mean, like you know, the topic of discussion, um, you know, f- for today's conversation is obviously focusing around B two B sales, and you know, um. As you've as you've told us in the past couple of minutes, you know you've been a successful and well accomplished um, you know sales professional throughout your career. Um, so you know we see these happening pretty much on a daily basis. You talk about it in your videos and in your uh, in your master classes. You know some of these some of these challenges and these mistakes that salespeople are making, which is the reason why they're not able to hit their targets, which is why they're getting these objections from customers. So tell us. You know, from your own experience, what you believe are some of the greatest challenges that um, B2B sales professionals are confronted with and how do you think they should address these challenges proactively? 
Yeah, great question, right? I think the first thing mm-hmm. is, is um, you know, when you when you look at a B two B prospect, you know, high level decision yep. maker, there is so much noise coming at them at all times. So much oh, noise, yeah. right? From email, content marketing, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. But what's really interesting is, you know, and, and cold calls too. Um, sure. What's interesting is most of it's not very good. <laughs> okay, like <laughs> like mm-hmm. most of it's not very good. Um, and, and the yeah. mistake is what I see for a lot of salespeople is they're a lot of them are so focused on like let's call it scaling, 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 mm. but they haven't they're not scaling what works. Okay. Right. So, you know, for example, uh, I'll get questions like, hey, what's the best email sequence to book an appointment? <laughs> you know, and, and they'll get so caught up on like, here's my buyer persona, here's my 12 email sequence, and let me just, you know, put in their name, they're gonna book an appointment. Well, if it was that easy, you wouldn't have a job. Like, like yeah. you know, and, and that's yeah. where I, I see, I see, you know, that's the first mistake. They, they, don't, they don't recognize it. And then the second mistake they do on top of that is then they're like, let me just pump up the activity because it's a numbers game. The goal of numbers game. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a number to a certain extent, right? And here's the thing. Um, emails work, cold calls work, content marketing works, Facebook ads work. They all work. Direct marketing works. They all work. But we just, you just got to get better at doing them. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's literally that simple. And the mistake I think mm-hmm. many people make is they have these concepts in mind, but they're not willing to refine the concept. Right. You know, so I'll, I'll give you a real good example, right? So um, LinkedIn DMs are a great example. Okay. So I'm sure you get, I get it. We get many people get the kind of same DMs. It's not uncommon. We get that connection request and we get spammed immediately. It's like a mm-hmm. pitch and then it's a calendar link to book a time on the calendar. That happens well, you get, you, you get You get auto pitch slapped is what I call it, right? Yes. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly right. So like, yeah. and, and some of them will use automation, right? Yeah. You know, so, you know, and then people are obviously catching all of that, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but you get so many of these nonstop, it, it, it just bleeds into the noise, right? right. And you, you aren't standing out. So you got to rise above the noise. You have to find a way to stand out, right? In a really mm-hmm. good way. So for example, like, it, it's, it's kind of like this, whatever is hard, probably should be done. Because that means most yeah. people aren't going to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a great example is this. So, um, about a year ago, I just started my business, mm-hmm. and I, I got this connection request from this guy. His name is Edward Zia. Okay, he's out in like okay. New Zealand or Australia or somewhere like that. Yeah, connects with me. I'm like, okay, I'll accept it, whatever. After accepting, he sends me a video DM. This is my first time ever receiving one. He's out in like he's like walking by the ocean somewhere, right? Like he's like, "Hey, Marcus!" I'm like, "Wow!" While, while it's snowing over on your side, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I mean, just like, I mean, it was like uh, a very quick video, twenty seconds long, and it made such an impact on me. It really did. I'm like, "Wow!" Right. And that because I was like, "That's a pattern interrupt." Okay, it got mm-hmm. my attention, and now I'm much more opening to 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 liking his stuff, engaging with them. If he was to pitch me or something, I'm more open to listening. Mm-hmm. And that was a major aha, right? Just like that tool. Cause I know I didn't even realize it really existed. Yeah. So, so since then, that's my go-to for like, you know, for connecting with, you know, with people like in my target market and mm-hmm. it's a personalized video, like direct message. And it's amazing because that, that feature's been around for, you know, at least over a year and mm-hmm. people know about it, but most are unwilling to do it still. Sure. 
they're unwilling to do it. But when you when you are able to push past that, you will stand out. You know, you'll stand out. Like it's kind of like, would you rather send a hundred or you know fifty DMs? I think max is like 50, 50 DMs a day templated and get maybe a one percent response rate, mm. or send twenty five personalized videos, which basically the bulk of message is still the same, but the front end you just say their name and they know it's yeah. personalized to them, and yeah. you get let's call it a 50% response rate because that's usually what you get. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you're just going to choose, you know, the 25 messages and a 50% response rate, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and that, that's where, you know, sales need to focus on that instead. At the end of the day, it's not about how many emails you send. That's not about how many calls you make. It's not about how many DMs you send. It's what's the end result are you getting out of it? How can you yeah. refine that? How can you make it better? Right. How yeah. can you take it to the next level? How can you stand in a really good way? And if it's hard to do, you probably should do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you on that one, man. And you, you, you brought so many great points. I mean, I totally agree with the, uh, the personalization approach and the video content. I mean, I think it's, uh, especially in B2B sales, it's such an untapped potential. And, uh, you know, to your other point about the numbers game, um, I think because I'm sure you've heard this, uh, you've heard this argument, uh, as well. Like there's two schools of thought with automation, you know, one one school says that they're they're against it, and the other one the other one says that they're all for it. And uh, you know, I'm kind of like in between because I feel, I feel like it's it's good to a certain extent, but I think the personalization still needs to go in there somewhere. Because uh, you still, as a salesperson, you still need to do your homework, right? You still need to find out who these people are. Yeah, hundred percent, right? And I, I think it also depends on where the lead source comes from as well, right? Yes. So for for example, like if it's like you know from a marketing perspective, if they're opting to like a lead magnet, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, of course you're gonna have sequences. Like, like yeah. you know, that makes sense, right? But if it's complete, if you are doing the outreach, you have to change a little bit, right? For example, I'm actually testing out a, a whole new outreach type right now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, a whole new, a whole new one. But mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be much more scalable, and it's gonna give yeah. better. It'll convert warmer leads. So, for example, like I'll send video messages to so before I was doing anyone that sent me connection requests or I connected with that was, that was in my target market, I would send them a video message with a little bit of text below it. Mm-hmm. And I'll have at least 50% respond, which is, you know, quite good. Um, mm-hmm. but that meant yeah. <laughs> the other half was not responding. Right. Right. So to me, I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Like I'm, I'm taking a lot of time doing these video messages. Right, like, and it it, it it can't really scale video message. You re- you really can't because it's yeah. customized to them. Right, like, I, I feel like I wasted my time with the other forty percent, forty five percent that did not respond. So mm-hmm. how could I readjust it? Right. So I've been testing it for about a week and a half now. Uh, mm-hmm. A new a new method, which is the first message I send them is more generic, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a text me- only message, and it's a very mm-hmm. low key soft call to action. Mm-hmm. And the message is more so like. It's, it's, it's typed out as like you know hey christian thanks so much for connecting you know like uh, if you can tell based on my profile like you know my number one goal is to help bdb sales reps you know sell more you know if you want some i got some killer free resources if you want the resources just let me know anyways have a great day see ya that's it mm-hmm. there's no like opt-in is nothing mm-hmm. and i've been testing it and uh i've re- i've been receiving faster responses with that Right, which is really interesting to me. Like, I mean, like it's it's like I mean it's it's like sixty to seventy percent now responding back. Like, that would be awesome. Thank you. Mm. And then here's here's a kicker. Then I do a video message to those people. Yeah. So I change the order, and then I give them whatever resource. So mm. that's been really interesting. I've been testing for about a couple of weeks now, and uh, it's it's interesting because 
the, the for them they're like holy crap like wow you're responsive and you, can't, you gave me a video that's personalized to me and you gave me a free resource so that that that's a new test that I've been doing right now. It's been, it's been very very impactful so far. I'm gonna keep testing for another two more weeks before I decide if I wanna fully convert to that. So it's been uh, great. But the point is, is how are you cutting the noise? How are you adjusting, tweaking? Because you have to, and you have to always A B test things to make yeah. sure you can always improve your results. Absolutely, man. And you, you know, like to your point about like you know the things that you're testing out right now. I mean, like I can see it like it's clear as day. It's value, 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 win, win, win. Right. That's it. 100%. Because I'm also asking for permission, right? Like, hey, yes. which, do you want them? Like, but yeah. it's not like a hard, it's not like a hard close. It's like, hey, if you if you don't, no biggie. Like, it's not a big deal. Mm. Like, mm. that's mm. really important that the tone that's written is very intentional. Because it's not right. a big deal. We don't want it. That's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second. But first... Is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to find more effective ways to reach your target audience and boost sales? Are you trying to pivot your business? If so, book a call with Einblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will work with you to help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.einblick.co for more information. You know, Marcus, you've been talking about it uh, already for a little bit, but you know, uh, one of the many things that you teach, um, you, you know, to um, your your clients, your students, is that it's possible. Yeah, I'll say it again: it's possible for B two B sales professionals to become better at what they do, hit or exceed their sales quotas, regardless of whether there's a recession or not, mm -hmm. uh, and make more income from uh, for themselves <laughs> without having many years of experience. Now, you know, may, maybe at first glance, a couple of people are going to look at that and go, "Oh, come on, man, that can't be right." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and I'm and I'm sure you've had a you've oh, had yeah. your doubters out there, right? So mm -hmm. how do you how do you put those doubts to rest? Explain that. You know, walk us through that process. How, you know, first of all, how you discovered this approach um, that you're you're teaching, and you know, explain that explain that to us a little bit. Yeah, hundred percent right. So you know, when I first started outside sales, <clears throat> I mean, I was the absolute worst. I mean, I was given a manual that's like you know three inches thick. I don't know how many centimeters that is, so I can't convert for you. But you know, it was, yeah, you know, no, right. annual, uh, <laughs> uh, written by people who never done the job before. Mm -hmm. My boss also had never done the job either. And I, yeah. so and basically, I remember like the first day he gave me a stack of his business cards, but I didn't have my business cards yet. And he's like, I want you to go and knock on doors. And I said, mm. Okay, sure. Like, what, what, what do I say? What do I do? He's like, No, just go in there and try to book an appointment or close. And I'm like, Okay. So and I took his business card. I'm like, how many should I go knock on? He's like, go knock on 30 businesses' doors. I'm like, okay. So this okay. is for business, right? So I'm like, okay. So I, I walk out. I knock on 60 doors that day. Sorry, you're right. talking like you're physically knocking on physically doors. Physically right? knocking on doors. Okay. Physically walking the businesses. <laughs> walking right. 60 businesses that day. Mm. And booked zero appointments, closed zero deals, generated zero interest. And I'm like, right. oh, my, oh, my gosh. Is this? No, okay. I'm going to try again tomorrow. Next day, mm. I went again. I knocked on over 60 doors again the next day. Again, zero results. I was starting to panic a little bit, right? I, I had yeah. knocked on 120 doors. Businesses, how is it possible not a single one would book an appointment, have interest in I'm, I'm like, that's a less than a 1%, you know, like ratio. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. And I went to my boss. I was a little freaking. I'm like, I'm like, hey, so um, what What should I do? Am I, what am I doing wrong? He's like, oh, now you got to call them. I'm like, what? He's like, call them on the phone. I'm like, all right. 
I spent the next mm-hmm. two days calling every single one multiple times. Mm-hmm. Didn't book a single appointment. Okay. So this is like pretty much the end of the week at this point, And I'm freaking out. I'm like, yeah. how, like, this is like, I haven't like booked an appointment. I haven't done anything. This is like, how am I going to build a business from scratch? Yeah. So I remember like literally like that weekend, I'm like, I'm, I'm complaining. I was blaming like everything just so I know. That weekend, like the economy is starting to, Starting to show a lot of signs. I was like, "Oh, the economy is because the economy." Because that's what people were telling me. I'm like, "It's because," and I also only had four zip codes to sell. And I'm like, "It's because my number of zip codes. It's because my mm. boss's fault. It's because like I'm not getting any training, and I'm blaming everyone." And I'm like, and you know, my girlfriend now wife, she's like, "Okay, you know, like I'm like, what are you gonna do?" I'm like, "I like, I have no idea. I don't know what I'm gonna do." She's like, "Well, you're pretty like, you know, you're pretty studious. Like you just read a lot of books. Like why don't you just go to the library and get some sales books or something?" I'm like, "That's a brilliant idea." So I went, to, I went to the library that weekend. I got every single sales book I can get. It was like mm-hmm. Zig Ziglar, Augmandino, Brian Tracy, all, all the classics. Yeah. And I read every single sales book, right? And I started reading. Right. And I kept trying to do what they told me to do in the books. And a lot of those kind of same stuff. Like, hey, just, you know, it's a numbers game. Make more calls. Do this. Do that. And I tried. I mean, try, I tried for weeks in a row, uh, four weeks in a row to be specific. Mm. And uh, I got zero results. I mean, literally, at the end of month one, I was like the worst rep in the company. I hadn't sold a single deal. And I'm like freaking out. Like, yeah. and other people were closing some deals. So I'm like, God, like it must be my territory. You know, like I'm just mm. in my head about everything and really second guessing myself, questioning my own ability, my skills to be able to do the job. And, uh, you know, um, it was interesting because at that point, I was still going to library and books every weekend. And I came across a book by Tony Robbins. Right. And, and the book was uh, Awaken the Giant Within. And mm-hmm. in the book, one of the things that, that really spoke to me when I read it, it was um, he says, if you don't like the answer you're getting, ask better questions. Mm. And I realized at that point, I'm like, you know what? Like, that, that's, uh, uh, there's a lot right there to unpack, just that one statement. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I'm asking myself really bad questions because once something will go sideways. Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, like if I, if I, if I, like the bad cold call, someone yells at me, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, oh, what's wrong with him? Yeah. I'm not asking myself, what can I do differently? How can I learn? How can I improve? What can I do for the future to eliminate this from happening again? I wasn't asking myself mm-hmm. empowering questions. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, what if I – and I realized as well, every single cold call I was making, every single door knock I was going into, I was just trying to pitch them. Mm-hmm. Like, like I didn't right. know their needs. I wasn't asking any questions. Mm-hmm. So I started to ask more questions on – you know, my cold calls and even when I walked in the doors and I started getting a little more interested. So I started actually booking some appointments, which is really cool. Okay. I'm like, wow, I wasn't closing anything. Okay. But at least that was progress. And I remember, um, mm-hmm. at, uh, fast forward, two more weeks goes by. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two, weeks, two more weeks go by. And, um, and I'm like, Hmm, I, I still have not closed a single deal. And my boss says, Hey, come, come to my office. I'll talk to you. It was a Friday night. I remember. I'm like, okay. I was really nervous. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen right now. Is he going to fire me? What's going to happen? And he 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 laid into me. He laid into me. Oh, six weeks, six weeks in, he laid into me, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I was a former intern of the company. I did really, really, you know, really cool things. And, you know, like, you know, the director really touted me up. And now, like, I'm like the worst performer. He's like, you know, like, basically, tell me, tell, he tells me I'm gonna, he's going to fire me, you know, or put me on a performance plan. I'm, I'm freaking out at this point, right? Because the economy continues to get worse. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making any money. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my, I'm going to move out of my apartment. I'm going to move back home to my parents. Oh my mm-hmm. God, I can't afford to get married. You know, like I want to get engaged mm-hmm. with this girl. I can't, I can't do any of these things. Mm-hmm. You know, I was already eating ramen, right? I'm like, oh God, this is going to yeah. get worse. 
Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I was freaking out, right? I was literally freaking out out of that conversation. And what's interesting is um, I'm like, you know, I'm going to keep trying to do what I do. I'm just going to keep – I'm having some sort of progress. Mm-hmm. And later the next week, it was like a Monday or Tuesday, uh, I had a doctor's appointment. I went to go see the doctor. And um, it was interesting. It's normal doctor's visit, right? And uh, they kind of checked everything. And after the visit, the doctor said, hey, listen, like, you know, you have to basically like, change what you're like, – I was still eating like I was like a 17 or 18-year-old kid. I was still eating, you know, pretty unhealthy and not really doing any cardio. And they're like, hey, listen, like, you know, you got some signs of like it's not going to be good for you if you keep this up. Like you're, you're still a young guy. You can make some changes. Like, okay. So basically like do more cardio and eat, eat cleaner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. That, that sounds fine. And I remember that night. I was literally like, you know, at night, I'm, like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, hmm, how, how does this doctor convince me of that? Like, I, I, I had so willingly said, sure. Like, I was so willing to said, just sure, to changing how I ate and basically worked out. I'm like, how do they sell me? I'm like, like uh, to me, I, was like, I had a, this was like an aha. I'm like, huh, how do they convince me to change my behaviors? Because that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to convince people to, to change their behaviors and who they use as a vendor. Yeah. So... And I realized I'm like, you know, she really didn't, she really didn't sell me at all. Mm. She didn't sell me at all, but but how did she do it? I mean, all she did was like, just ask me a lot of questions, like, yeah. and then once she uncovered all my questions, and I realized I'm like, I'm like, hold on, I'm like, so I went there, I filled out my updated paperwork, which is just questions. Mm-hmm. Then I, the nurse came in, or I went to go see the nurse. The nurse asked me even more questions. And then the doctor came in, asked me more questions, and then cover what what I was going to, for, you know, what needs, wants, and desires, and goals were, and then align a very simple solution. That's basically what it was. And I'm like, that's a freaking sales process. Yeah. That's what they freaking did to me, right? Yeah, I'm diagnosed. Like, they diagnosed me and broke it down. I'm like, huh. I'm like, I'm like, if I, and, and all they needed to do was know what my end goal was. So I'm like, yeah. huh. So what if, if if I knew, I'm, I'm like I'm like I'm like all they have was a form of questions. What if if I knew their end goals they wanted to accomplish, I could just work backwards with the questions to get there and align my solution. Right. So literally, I, I I literally like the next day I mapped out all my questions. Right. I, I exactly what I thought what people wanted to get get to. I mapped all the questions out, and I was really pumped because now I actually had some direction. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I remember like the next day I had like two appointments or maybe, maybe, maybe a few days later, it was, the next day, it was very soon after like two appointments. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I went to the first appointment and I did my best to not pitch at all. I literally just did my best to just like read every question. Like a, I was like a robot. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, very transactional. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what's funny is about, it was about like 20, 30 minutes in the decision makers stops me is like, Marcus, hold on a second. I'm like, oh, didn't work. Like, okay, he's about to kick me out. He says, hey, listen, I actually have, to, I, I, I have another meeting I have to run to. But I really like how our conversation is going. Can we set up another time? I like what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. And that really blew my mind. Like, that really, I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, I literally didn't present a single thing. He literally had no idea my solution. But based on the question I asked, I just uncovered exactly what, he wanted, and he was right. excited about that because actually I was showing I was listening. Hmm. So, and I, truth be told, I had had, I had all the points I've been on, which wasn't that many. I hadn't gotten to some point where I got to present pricing, and this is the first time I actually got to that even close to that point, right? Yeah. 
that second appointment that afternoon, I just did the exact same thing. <laughs> I actually closed it. It wasn't a big deal, but I freaking closed it. Wow. I'm like, holy crap. That was amazing. Yeah. That week, I ended up closing four accounts, which is more than I closed in, like, in two months, right? Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, I'm on to something here, right? And um, I continued to refine and improve it right within the next month. Uh, I was number one. And then I say I stayed number one for nine months in a row. And uh, it, with three months of being number one, I was then asked to go and run another operation from scratch. So new new operation now. They say, hey, listen, you got zero pipeline. This is this this, this location has been underperforming. Uh, this is a fake promotion. Uh, you don't. Uh, we're not going to change your title. You're going to the same title, same comp, but we want you to turn this operation around and lead two people to su- to success. <laughs> wow. So. That was, I mean, honestly, there's a leadership lesson there. I'll go to my leadership lesson, how I failed terribly at first. But mm. um, but I took those two people, right? Once I got them to, you know, to believe into me, it took me a little while to get to that point. But once I got them to believe into me, I taught them what I was able to figure out. Mm-hmm. And I replicated that success. We became number one as an operation. I say number one. They were number two, number three. And then from there, I got promoted a bunch of other times and continued to maintain the same level of success. Because I realized then I could scale that, right? I could take people. That sure. zero experience and teach them a methodical process, right? And what I realized that, yes, for sure, you got to put the work in, right? Um, yeah. But when you have a systematic blueprint that you know can work, and obviously you got to add some tweaks and adjustments to it, but if you know there's a blueprint you can follow and you have a clear recipe for success, it's a shortcut to success, but you still got to mm. walk the shortcut, right? right. It's kind of it's like right now you're in you know, Eastern Canada, I'm out here on the West Coast of the U.S. Um, I could just get in my car and just, like, not turn on the maps and just blindly, you know, aimlessly start driving. Like, mm-hmm. if I if I just start heading southbound, right, there's no way I'm going to get to wh- where you are, you, no matter yeah. how hard I drive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or I could just drive around aimlessly and maybe eventually I'll make, the, make it there. Mm-hmm. Or I could type into Google Maps. It'll map me to exactly the fastest path to get there. Mm-hmm. If I walk that path, I will get there faster than I aimlessly drive around. Yeah, and that's how I look at a sales process. When you understand that all sales processes follow the same core structure, mm-hmm. and if you can follow that structure consistent, that recipe for success, mm-hmm. that you know, it's like, it's like baking a cake. If you follow the recipe, you have all the ingredients. You follow the step by step ingredients. Your chances for success really increase drastically yeah. as long as you put the work in. And right. that's why from a sales process perspective, it's the same thing. So I've been really fortunate now where I've taken reps with zero experience to tons of experience. As long as they are open-minded mm-hmm. and they're coachable and they're willing to execute and they put the work in, they'll have success. And yeah. you know, if they have a little bit of sales acumen instinct, they'll be really, really successful as a result. Yeah, no, for sure, man, for sure. Uh, man. This was amazing. I, I I think you laid it out so beautifully. And 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 you know there there were a couple of things definitely that you said that resonated with me. And I think they're they're worth repeating. I mean, that definitely um you know you know to your point about like that there is a process and you know it's it's more about you know the salesperson being a good listener and you know stopping or just just cutting back on the pitching when it's not necessary. Um, the second thing which I think is extremely important, which is something I think that this crisis has taught us, um. We have to unlearn some of our old skills in yes. order to move forward, right? 100%. I mean, learning, le- learning, learning is one thing, but unlearning, I think, is even harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
right? Oh, yeah. Well, what's really interesting, it's simply this, yeah. right? Um, and I don't know if you ever studied um, neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, um, no. but <laughs> a really, really core principle of neuro-linguistic programming is behavior modeling. Mm-hmm. It's it's simply this, which is if who if there, there's there's someone out there who already has the skills and the results you want. Right. If you can mimic and imitate their behavior, you eventually will get you'll be very close to achieving those same results, right? If not more, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's no different. It's kind of like um, if I want to get like in like if I want to get super cut, super buff, yeah, I go find a personal trainer. I could follow them around for one full week monitor every single thing they do from the moment they wake up to when they go to bed, what they eat, what they do, every single behavior and action. And then I mimic it. Right. Over time, eventually I'll get the same result. It's no different, right? And that's sure. that's a power of process. I mean, at the end of the day, you and I, uh, we uh, we are a result of our habits and our behaviors and process. And that's across the board for yes. anything. Yes. If you follow and mimic that that person, you will get a very similar result. If you want to be the best B2B marketer in the world, in whatever it's going to be, let's just say it's content marketing, mm-hmm. you go find the absolute best person at content marketing and you follow them around for a week or yeah. a month and you see exactly what they do, what processes, what strategies, understand the why behind it. And then you mimic. And if you mimic it well, you will eventually get very similar results too. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's not crazy. It's simply behavior modeling. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So uh, the current crisis, as you well know, it's, it's obviously disrupted the global economy. It sent shockwaves throughout several industries across the world. It's also clearly affected the way that B2B sales professionals um, do things such as reach out, connect with potential prospects, qualify leads, handle objections, close sales, the whole nine yards, right? So what type of advice have you been giving the sales professionals to deal with the current disruption and how can B2B sales professionals pivot and prepare for what's coming next? Because let's face it, things are not really going to revert back to the way they were before. Yeah, hundred percent. What what a great question, right? And uh, simply put, one of the things that's uh, is, is overall as a good uh, lesson. Then I'll kind of break some tactical things down. But sure. I, think, I think the big thing to understand is one of the key. I mean, there's you know people talk about intelligence levels, right? You know, IQ, yes. EQ. It's important. Um, mm-hmm. I believe the most important intelligence is AQ, adaptability. You know, quotient, right? Yeah. So your level to be able to adapt to situation is absolutely vital, right? Things are always going to change. I mean, mm. you know, the pandemic simply sped up what was going to happen anyways. That's yeah. all it did. So yes. you know, for sales professionals, um, you know, like it, it, it becomes crystal clear and transparent. Those who simply were just sitting back and leads fed to them versus those who actually know how to do lead generation and market themselves and go get business. Mm. And, you know, for sales professionals, what they really need to do is they need to look for ways to really stand out and warm their audience up. And there's so many powerful ways to do it. And this is right. where I mentioned earlier, but this is so key where the top sales professionals also have a marketing hat that they wear. Yes. Right. And and, here, and here's why I mean that, for, for example, right? So mm. if, if you have rep number one who does this, let's talk about LinkedIn, for example, rep number one, is on LinkedIn. Their profile says they work. They're account executive X company. Yeah, they're sending cold DMs. You know, maybe get some response, maybe not. Right, they kind of do templated responses, etc. Okay, they'll close some business. Then there's rep number two. 
Rep number two is posting constant daily that solves the biggest problems of their target market. Mm. So, so maybe it's called, and they're, they're not they're not posting like, hey, come to my webinar, come to this. They're posting, like, let's just say that they, they go after, um, let's call it IT directors, right? Yep. And maybe they sell cybersecurity. I'm just making something up, right? It's like, hey, you know, here are three ways to, you know, reduce your risk with, you know, malware. I don't know, making something up. Whatever is important to IT directors, they'd be posting content for that. And they do every single day. And every single day, in addition to their normal outreach, what they're also doing as well is they are going into the hashtags and the LinkedIn groups where IT directors are most likely hanging out and they're commenting and engaging and providing value. Right. Over and over and over. When someone in their target market, like an IT director, posts a piece of content, they're one of the first people to go on there and comment thoughtfully, no pitch, like mm. and engage with it, even share mm. it as well. Right. So. Now, when they send that cold DM, if you will, they're more that, that prospect is more aware of them. They've seen their face around, right? If they were to check out that profile of that sales professional, they see the content, it's optimized well. Like, wow, this person is someone of value. Yeah. Who do you think, Christian, is they're gonna more likely have a, a meeting with? Rep two or rep one? <laughs> Oh, uh, let me see. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly, right? Yeah. So, um, and that's where it's like having that mindset is so vital. It's understanding that, yeah. you know, doing stuff like that will help you stand out. That warms up your target market, right? And then, of course, when you add in some nice things such as video direct messages, right, audio messages, using videos in your email outreach, mm. It, it, you, when you start adding other things in, it becomes very powerful in building the trust and earning the trust of professionals in which you may not get a chance to meet face-to-face, -face, right? Like, like you become positioned as an expert as, yeah. as a result, not as a sales professional. Right. And that's really powerful. Like at that point, if you do it consistently, what happens is people start reaching out to that person and say, hey, listen, can you help me understand blank? I'll give you a good example, right? There's a guy, I can't remember her name. She sells cybersecurity. Okay. And so she makes these phenomenal, funny, two, like one or two minute video clips about cybersecurity just in her, at her house. Mm -hmm. She films it like on her phone looks like, right? But they're really funny and well done. And man, the engagement is out of, is out of control, right? And she's got a big following and people following her and there's her target market in there. So here's the reality. Even if that a target market, if they're not willing for me, open for me right now, they'll get nurtured by her her marketing. Yeah. Right. They get warmed up. So the timing is right. They're yeah. more likely to buy. I mean, I'll give you an example. Like even yeah. for my business, like I'll have people that will get nurtured directly from me from an email list to my content, to my, my, my Facebook group or whatever for over a year before they're even open to have a conversation. Right. You know, but having that long game in mind and for sales professionals is to think of the same way. You know, like yeah. if, you, if you want to sell, it's not about selling today. It's how do you sell to your prospect you want to get in front of six to 12 months from now? How do you warm them up so they are very comfortable with you at that time? Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what marketing is all about. So people become comfortable with you, right? Mm. And the more you do it, the more effective you're going to be. So, the, right. and that's what he's like, understanding that. So you're, you're learning to market ahead of, ahead of the game, but also standing out when doing your outreach. That's really important. Mm. Standing out with its videos, being personal, being real, and gaining their trust. Because if it continues to be all virtual, which it probably will be, yeah, your ability to 
basically create that no like and trustability factor is absolutely vital. Yeah. Like when people are looking to partner up with someone, what they're really asking themselves is number one, okay, what's my risk level? <laughs> and this goes yeah. sideways. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, and is this a value to me? Hmm. That's the, I said, well, no. If you can solve both of those up front, that's what marketing can help you do. Yeah, yeah. No, that's such that's such incredibly useful advice, Marcus. And the, you know, you 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 brought up so many um, so many great points. I mean, like you know, one definitely about playing the long game, which it is for sure. Um, you know, building trust, and you know, most important of all, I mean, you mentioned so many tactics and approaches that you can use, and it's really all about being uh, you know staying top of mind, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let me give you another example, right? So uh, this, I think it was this week or last week, LinkedIn stories became live in the U.S. Yes. Okay. And um, and some people are like, oh, this is going to be lame. I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be a killer opportunity for me to continue to provide value and to nurture my target market, Mm. right? So I have a very simple strategy with it, right? So like in there, in the stories, I mean, think about this. This is how you think. When you you think about about pivoting, adapting, what's coming next, when something like this comes out, your go-to should be like, oh, something else to have to work on. It should be, huh, how can I utilize this to help stand out and build trust with my target market? Exactly. That's the key. So for example- Uh, and I see some people, they're, they're just posting stuff on their like story. Like, hey, come ten- attend this my event. Do this, do that. No, mm-hmm. don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a really simple strategy, right? Because part of it, well, the, be- the beautiful part about stories is, yes, you can do to market certain things. But really, it's getting them to be- get people to know, like, and trust you. And they can see behind the scenes and make sure you are a real person. Because when you're when it's virtual, there's always that word like, ah, oh, you know what? Like, does Christian actually look like that? Is he actually like that? Oh, what's he like? You know? No, man, I'm a chatbot. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. So for yeah. stories, I have a simple, you know, simple. I have a 45, 45, 10 strategy. Right. Mm. So 45 percent is kind of fun, just kind of random, behind the scenes stuff. Right. Yeah. You can see our personal life a little bit, a little behind the scenes. Like you know, like I mean, I got I got a walking treadmill. You know, like underneath my desk for, you know, so I've been like, you know, showing that it was pretty funny. I mean, I got some pretty funny responses from that, right? Mm -hmm. And then 45% is like value, 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 okay? Yeah. And then 10% call to action. Mm. Like go get this download. Go join this. Go to my webinar. Not buy, but it's something of value still. So it's all free still. Um, Mm. And that's been really effective so far, right? And it's amazing because, you know, I get these uh, lurkers, if you will. Yeah. I didn't realize looking at my content. They're responding to my stories. Like they, they never comment on my post, but they're responding to my stories. I'm like, interesting. This is really yeah. interesting. And yeah. I guarantee you, six to 12 months from now, a lot of deals are going to be done via LinkedIn stories. And if you get into the habit of doing it now, you'll be to the forefront of, of the game, right? Mm. By utilizing it now, learning and, and, and getting comfortable. Like, like, always show me. Like, you know, like, like yesterday, I, I put something up that has nothing to do with anything. It was, it was about like literally I'm like, hey, look, this is this is this is I'm drinking coffee. I put chocolate protein powder in here. I've never done that before. I'm excited. It should taste it should, should taste awesome. It tastes awesome. That's literally my, my story. And people okay. are like, I had all these DMs like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm like, <laughs> but people now know you're a real person, you're legitimate, et cetera, right? You know, and that you're actually you're not a chatbot, you know, hanging out in yeah. a third world country, like pretending yeah. to be a real person. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, like, look at my look at my uh, mid autumn festival post from yesterday. That 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 thing got 500 views. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Exactly right. I mean, yeah. right now, the like, I mean, I'm so passionate about LinkedIn because 
right now it's still so organic yes. that it's like man it's great yeah. events it'll get to the point where paid traffic will be will be king but right now if you put the work in now it'll only help you if you are consistent down the road even yes. even if people change their jobs or whatever right um you know, I, th- I think i mentioned um i think you mentioned i think i think yeah nick bennett on, on one of your um Yes, uh, I prior did. interviews, right? Nick's done a yeah. great job. He's been phenomenal on LinkedIn, and he started his journey six months ago, I think, maybe less than that. He's had a lot of yeah. success on LinkedIn, and yeah. he recently changed jobs. And it doesn't matter where he works; he's mm. still carrying that expertise with them, yes. regardless of wherever he goes. Yes, that's absolutely right. And he continues to add value on LinkedIn with his content. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Awesome, um, Marcus, man. We could have gone on for another couple of hours, man. But like, you know, this has been such an excellent session. Um, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. Um, what's the best way for people out there to connect with you? Yeah, well, first off, thanks so much, Christian. It's my absolute pleasure to be on. Uh, you, people can find me on LinkedIn. It's really, really easy. Uh, you just look at Marcus Chan. It's the only guy with Speedos in a tagline. No, that's good marketing right there, right? So yeah. uh, another really great place to find me as well is if you people head to uh, marcuschan.io forward slash resources that's marcuschan.io forward slash resources inside there i got free trainings free, you know free, free you know free giveaways i got my facebook group in there ways to connect with me as well it's really a simple place to find me for all things that are all about me fantastic and you know folks um take my word for it because i've seen some of these videos um marcus is phenomenal yeah, and keep a lookout for that um you, you know that upcoming boot camp at the end of november as well but you know marcus Thank you so much for your time. This has been such a great session. So take care, be safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. All right, take care. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Uh-huh.